Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and we are back with a new episode this week. It's 2023, and in honor of this, we go over a bunch of listener hopes, plans, and goals for the second half of the homeschool year. But don't worry, these New Year's goals will be encouraging and not discouraging. We also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for their support of Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check out their amazing math curriculum over at teachingtextbooks.com. Lastly, we just want to say thank you to Homeschooling Today magazine for their support. They're a great resource for homeschooling encouragement. So go subscribe to their magazine over at homeschoolingtoday.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, I don't even know if I know how to do this anymore. I feel like I'm rusty um but i hope you had a great christmas uh we have been in the trenches here at the wilson compound um i usually text the whole family like in a group text um just to see the body count (laughs) because it is like it's like they're down they're up they're down again they're up they're up they're down um and horrible i feel like every time there everybody comes over to see us or they're like oh yeah we're doing great (laughs) and then they we get a text oh they threw up all night last night i'm like uh even sam uh sam and mckenna came over last night and brought cohen and they had been sick for the whole week but now they're feeling better and uh i was checking something then they came down and they thought they were feeling better and as they're around our house i feel cohen and he's like he's warm and then uh sam is in his coat you know sitting by the fireplace and mom goes sam do you feel okay because i might feel a little warm and he goes out to the car when they leave and they put cohen in the car and then he throws up <laughs> so yeah it, it is it absolutely horrible I, it is one of those days where you're just kind of having to, uh, this, this will be good encouragement for everyone or myself included. It is just, it has been a long few days. Uh, Riss has been sick. I was sick. Anders or Hudson's been sick. Renly's been sick. Everyone's been sick multiple times in a row and it's just never ending. And, uh, it's just like one of those times where you're like, I would think, I think I'd be okay with not seeing, at least multiple of my children for a few days, you know, right now you're just kind of sick of everyone. You feel like a failure of every moment and it's just miserable. So, uh, hopefully I hear Rissa vacuuming right now, which is usually a sign that she's starting to move towards feeling better, but man, it has just been rough. This evening was very bad. So, uh just just yeah pray for us and uh, we'll be praying for everyone else out there because i know there's a lot of sickness out there so uh, well i know even the christmas plans i mean it's just like so totally family i mean you get this magical christmas in your head and you have all these things you want to accomplish and uh, i know that about christmas morning we had our whole christmas morning thing and then jed didn't feel good and uh we stayed home from some christmas travel and jed and i sat on the couch for two days while everybody else was gone and it's just not us we were also there we got halfway there and a kid threw up so you know (laughs) and then we missed all of new year's as well so that was same so it's part of parenting i guess again everyone gets that but man it is not the. so you can see why i don't even feel like talking about school we i know 
Debbie, Debbie hasn't started back, and I know that she's dragging her feet and doesn't want to start because I feel like we've kind of didn't even have a vacation, a uh, uh, Christmas time uh, between Christmas and New Year's. It just felt like it wasn't what we wanted it to be, and now we're like, it's not fair. We shouldn't have to start school again. Um, and I know lots of you are feeling that way as well. But Ben had the idea of maybe uh, asking the question over at Facebook, um, you know, what are you wanting to do, change, or you're looking forward to for the second half of the school year? Um, and I know uh, <laughs> lots of you, again, didn't want to uh, even start the school year. But um, but I thought we, maybe we'd read down through the comments, maybe comment on some of them and uh, remind you that you're not the only one feeling what you're yeah. feeling. We have some really great ideas yeah. and I uh, just want to encourage you uh, and maybe the the choices that you've already made. The part that I, I always think is just awesome is I love when we see the smiling homeschooler moms uh, leaving comments. And a lot of them are just really, I love seeing the real ones. Uh, and most of them are. Uh, and I just think that is so awesome because, you know, especially like for me this evening, you know, if, I, if I'm if i feeling frustrated and discouraged and I go on there and I see a bunch of, uh, you know, other parents and, you know, moms who are just saying similar things, it's always encouraging to know that there's other parents out there who think their kids are don't, you know, don't care or whatever else. So it's just it's because awesome. they so, don't care. Yeah, it's great. So. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. You're looking through the list now. I, I pulled out a bunch that I thought were good. And, oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, so maybe we can just read through back and forth. And what was your, um, what was one that you picked out? Uh, let's see here. I want to kind of get a good flow of these. Uh, I like this one. Ashley said, finished at least something I've bought and chill out when we don't. Uh, and I think that is super true because you know you're going to the second half of the year this is when you start realizing like how far you truly are not into the book you know i mean it's I, I, yeah, I, we've we've said this many times, but you know we've had years where we finished the book at the end of the year, or not finished the book when we at the end of the school year we just got to the part that was you know was to like Merry Christmas or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I like that she said I want to finish it because you know you like that, but at the same time working on not not getting worked up about it is. Uh, is crucial because realistically you're probably not so uh it's good that she <laughs> she realizes that in her own goal so uh, well, that is good because the longer you do it the more you kind of come to peace with that i know angel said sunday this she's talking about a couple days ago i created a schedule and then in parentheses she said i hate the idea actually instead of trying to force myself into traditional mold i put the elective types type stuff before lunch and the core subjects after lunch, you would not believe the difference it made. I have joy again. So we will be doing that three days of the week. In this new schedule, I started a PE class that I'm doing along with kids. I dedicated an hour of the morning to reading aloud to my kids before I was really just surviving this experience and doing the bare minimum. I'm so thankful for this change. And I've had, I've had a, a gnawing in my gut that it didn't have to be like a burden to me and now i see that it's very true joy has been reclaimed i love that and angel i love that it's working for you um i agree with the schedules because uh, other other moms underneath said uh susie said um i don't really want to to want to schedule either but i'm contemplating it um i would make a schedule very loose um we've had my wife on the show before and she talked about how 
once she was talked into scheduling and I think it was five or 10 minute increments. Um, and I know some schedules are even uh, narrower than that. Those are destined for failure um, because all it takes is one kid throwing up, one kid can't find his homework. And then you look at your kids like they're the schedule interrupters. Um, so, you know, make a really loose schedule. And I love my idea, my wife's idea of just doing the next thing. So you schedule to do math. And if it doesn't get done, then when you come back to your schedule, you finish it up or do whatever. Then you just do the next stuff. Um, but um, I like the idea that she's she's doing things differently because I think some moms, uh, you know, you get to the end of the year and you, at the end of the first semester and you think, I hate the way I do it. Um, and then you just dive right back into it hoping for something different uh that won't happen so if you got to change it up change it up if you bought that curriculum back in october or november and you already hate it get rid of it there's a mom down later we'll read that she started and then turned back and i like that yeah i saw that one too uh jennifer here said you mean besides getting kids to actually do the work they're supposed to be doing? Uh, and then uh, someone right above her said, Allison said, I wish I could change my son's attitude towards school. It's impossible to make math fun and easy every day. And one of them was just in general. The other one's more specific. But uh, quite a few people just saying, my goal is to have my kid not hate it or not, you know, or to do the work. Or uh, And I mean, I'm sure that is a struggle for always and ever. Uh, as I was saying earlier, it just sometimes feels like you just, you know, you're just failing and they don't care and it's all just, but I've been there. I was there. I was that person or was that kid, but just, uh, you know, it, it's going to be okay. Uh, and I would say some things that you hate, you kind of have, like Allison said, you know, like you just read Ben, um, she okay. wished she could change her son's attitude towards school. It's impossible to make math fun and easy every day. I would say that's probably true. I mean, we love teaching textbooks. Um, and it's not because it's just fun. Right. You know, it's not like you it rewards you with a Skittle every time you, you know, like some dog treat. Um, or it's not like they're juggling plates. Um, I think part of the key is that they to keep the lesson short. Um, even teaching textbooks, they keep their lessons manageable. Yep. Um, and, you know, you do have to plug through math facts. But don't do it forever, you know, only do it for a short period of time. I think, you know, you try to do too long and then they they dread it every single day. But everybody can handle 10 minutes of math facts or five minutes or seven minutes of math facts and then just move on and don't worry about it. Um, you know, uh, and I, I think that kind of helps about as far as your son's attitude. I think, again, sometimes we're we're expecting them to love the idea of learning. They're not gonna love the idea of learning when it's boring, when it's drudgery. Um, if you want, you know, if you're gonna do core 40 or whatever and de decide what school is based on some expert's opinion, they're not gonna like school or I'll say the vast majority won't. You might have a few little nerdy kids who like <laughs> that kind of stuff, um, but we're not all blessed to have nerds for kids. Um, so I'm just happy. We have these conversations all the time. I'm just happy if my kid wants to learn every, anything. So if they like to learn about sports, let them learn about sports. If they like to learn about potatoes, 
let them learn about potatoes. I mean, learning is learning. We just want them to love that. Um, so maybe, you know, if you could shorten lessons and help them just to do some of the things that they spend most of their time on the things that they're good at. Yeah. Did you have another one you wanted to read or I've got, I mean, I've got lots. No, go ahead. Um, I liked this one here. Uh, again, just for the realness, and I really appreciate this, but she said, the end of the year, uh, no way. And then she said, I get so anxious trying to get it all done and done well, but I know the days are not deemed, that the days that are not deemed school, the kids learn so much and have joy in it. I lack balance. I try to put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed academically. And again, I just really appreciate that she recognizes that lack of balance is tough, you know, and it, and it takes a lot for someone to just say, you know what, I'm not great at this, but that is awesome. Because she also realizes that, you know, the days not deemed school and she doesn't, you know, quote unquote, uh, she does realize that those do have so much value and are so awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I, I just, I think it's think- good to see that. Two, that's why you need someone reminding you of that. Because I know sometimes I freak out over something. It's usually not school. I freak out over something. And I think, well, I've got to get it done. I mean, if I don't do this, and Debbie will say, it's okay. If it doesn't get done or if it did, it's going to work out, it's okay. And I know that in my head, but I need her to keep reminding me of that, you know? And so, you know, if you know, I mean, you said it, you know that they learn more on the days that they're not doing school that they're not doing book part, you know? That's the truth, that is the truth. Make sure you have someone reminding you of that all the time. You know, have a friend who says that to you. I know, what was her name again, Ben? Uh, this is Marcy. Marcy, I know Marcy that you, you, you know, you didn't get a lot, but remember, we believe that they're gonna learn a lot more when they're not doing school, and that's the truth. Make sure your husband reminds you of that truth because it is the truth. Um, I like Lisa said, you know, she really, she wants to really stick to an unplugged Sundays and read more during the week. Um, And she said that includes the time to read more books of my own instead of just family read aloud. So I think she's saying, you know, I wanna find more time to read. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. I don't know if this could be a future show, but Ben and I were talking this past week and he was saying how he thought that sometimes when you play video games, it kind of does something in your brain, you know, like it kind of ramps you up. And I didn't then say he just was saying, video games, yeah, but keep going. Well, I'm just kidding. He was saying <laughs> mostly video games and watching TV or whatever. Yeah. Kind of ramp you up. And then he said he thought he felt calmer or maybe more focused. Maybe that was the word when you read. And he and you said, I think reading's just really good for you. So you can go ahead and say what you said actually Ben go ahead no I mean yeah I agree with that but I just mean uh there was a long period of time where I didn't read a lot and I just felt like you know I was always watching a video always listening to a podcast which I still do a lot but um you know playing a game uh watching movies and nowadays you know kids it's it's everything nonstop, constantly and it's almost like a, a just constant desire to fill that just that like interest the next thing the next thing the next thing and, uh, you know, especially kids, you know, now have tablets and, and things like that. So it's just constant inundation of media. And uh, I, I do think it, you know, it's like a little uh, it's intoxicating almost in a way. But I, I just felt like it was so much 
information and stuff just being going through my head that I almost couldn't even like focus on a book, you know, and I, and I hear a lot of people say that where it's like, oh, I can never stay focused that long. But I think it's really beneficial. And once I started reading again, I was like, whoa, I, my brain just feels so um, clear overall is just being able to like sit and like force myself to th- focus on something. And it's only one thought basically. And it just felt really healthy. And I really appreciate it. Or it was just really nice to get back to that because yeah. it kind of changes the way you think, I think, uh, compared to kind of those short little clips of, you know, social media and stuff like that. But anyways, that was just my, uh, my, uh, thing I perceived a few years ago. Uh, oh, but I got to go back to Marcy here real quick. Cause her, I don't know if it's the the rest of her last names or something, but it's Marcy Dayhuff hyphen Lowhorn Klopen or Klopfenstein, which I think is just awesome. Uh, but anyways, uh, uh, Maggie said, "Your kids will never make it through kindergarten." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With a name like that, they'll just say Mark. Uh, you know, uh, Sally yeah. K, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maggie said to hopefully get to my or get my passion back for homeschooling uh and again love the real realness there but something that is also cool about the second half of the homeschool year is homeschooling conventions which are coming back up in a few months and that is an amazing way to get your passion back for homeschooling uh there's nothing better than having other people around you there's people like dad there who will be uh encouraging you and getting you um excited about what you're doing again and that is just crucial i i have so much respect, but also uh, sympathy. And um, I always feel bad for people who, you know, just never have any of that outside interaction with other people, either other people who homeschool or people who like homeschooling conventions or stuff like that. Cause it's just, you know, it's tough. Like those are, they're so beneficial. And a lot of people just, mm. you know, don't even know how much that can really help. Um, but that was my first thought to that one. And I would say, you know, I know there's a big, uh, the world we live in, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of emphasis or maybe a desire to do everything online. And there are some online conventions, they're fine, but there is nothing that replaces an in-person homeschool convention. I mean, you just wanna be there, you wanna be surrounded by people who are doing the very same thing you do. Um, Well, I saw another one here. Um, uh, A mom, uh, Crystal said, uh, you know, I signed my two teenage boys up for two classes each from Enlightenedium Academy. Took some pressure off off of me and gives them something, someone else to to be accountable to. You know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, if you need to sign them up for an online class, and that's what that Enlightenedium is, um, or if you need to have them, you know, do a co-op class, you do what you have to do to keep them home. Um, I know um, people might guilt you and say, well, you're not doing it yourself. You know, homeschooling is on you. Don't let them do that. You do what you need to do and don't feel guilty. I think it's a great idea, Crystal. Yeah, real quick, though, I think this is a good spot to take a, do a quick ad for teaching textbooks. You know, a couple of people said, uh, just really not liking math, need to switch it up, something like that. And maybe they're already using teaching textbooks, but I hope not because uh, teaching textbooks is amazing. And I think it's a great way if you are struggling to maybe bring some of that uh, smile or some of those smiles back into to math, which can be really honestly is I think the thing that was mentioned most on uh, these comments, at least from a curriculum standpoint. Um, so definitely encourage you to check them out. They have free trial and also sample lessons over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. 
again, we've all used it in my family and uh, it's been incredibly helpful. There's a ton of different people, you know, all of the kids we learn differently, but we've all enjoyed teaching textbooks. So that's, I think, one of the things that has unified us all from a curriculum standpoint. So uh, again, check them out. We really appreciate their support. Hey, and uh, we talk about that encouragement. It's not like a homeschool convention, but a homeschool magazine uh, does that same thing. Um, so we want to encourage you to check out Homeschooling Today magazine. You know, it's a homeschool magazine that doesn't doesn't push a lot of formulas. They just keep pushing the things that we've said. You know, the relationship, the important stuff. And they realize every relationship is different. Every child's different. Every family is different. Um, there's no one size fits all education. Um, so these, uh, this magazine will encourage you, the folks there, the authors there, encourage you to kind of think outside the box, you know, and to be bold in your homeschooling. So if you want some encouragement, you know, check out again, Homeschooling Today magazine, and you can also subscribe. And I bet you there's a homeschool, uh, an edition coming out really soon. All right. So Allie here, she said a little strong here, but she said, we don't do half of anything. We don't do government school at home. We are learning new things in a new year. Uh, if I felt like there was, uh, they were halfway through to some invisible goal, we'd all be a stress mess. And I thought that's an important thing just to remind yourselves, as always, we've said it many times, but you're not doing the, you know, public school at home. And there is no some, you know, the goal is not there really i mean it is your you've just it's it's something that we put on ourselves so uh you know don't let that be this the um cause of stress is an arbitrary thing that either you or book or someone else who wrote the book has put on you uh and and just consistently reminding yourself of that because it is so easy to get back in that mindset i mean every person uh who's ever homeschooled has felt that so uh probably uh well, Tabitha, she said, I need to be all in and engaged. I've been in survival mode and I want that to change. Well, Tabitha, can we talk? Um, you know, you're, this could have been written by my wife. My wife spends a lot of And there's a lot, a lot of moms that said this about oh, yeah. survival or survive. But a know? lot of moms, my wife including, think if I can find the right way, if I can eliminate all the non-essentials if i could just de-stress my life then i could get past survival mode and i could enjoy my children you know i don't mean to be like a wet blanket on that but you know it is what it is i think we are in survival mode i think that's what family is you know it is it's hard to be all in you know, when you're taking care of little kids and the dog throws up and our dog has a toothache right now, you know, and, you know, little kids are their faces are covered in crust like uh, like Ben's youngest, um, yep. you know, and I think what I would do is I would just be OK with where you are today. Um, not that you can't work to make it simpler or cut out some of that stuff um, and maybe check out our book, um, how to choose relationship when there's so much to do, because really there is tons to do. But when you come to those crossroads where it's, you know, you're getting ready to do something and your child is like, mom, 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 I want to give you a kiss. Then you stop what you're doing and you give your child a kiss and then he's full, you're full. And then you go back to survival mode. 
But I think, you know, I would hate to think that we're going to spend our whole life wishing we could be in a better place and never get there, you know? Yeah. And so I'm kind of, I think, and I, I remind my wife, honey, I don't know if it's going to get any better. So how about we just enjoy it right now? That's super true. And, you know, and obviously there are times where there's something going on in your life. Maybe it's like a sick family member or something like that, that causes some of that extra. But at the same time, I've also known we've had that discussion where it's like, well, once we get this kid potty trained, then it will be better, you know, and then, and, and the heart is that just said the hard thing is there's always the next thing. And it just, it could just sap all the joy, just suck it right out. You know, if you're just constantly living towards the next thing that, uh, is just the only thing preventing, you know, and that happens in marriage too. You know, it's like, well, if we just didn't have this extra, you know, expenses or these bills or whatever, then, then we, our marriage would be right. better, you know? And, and, and it's just, if you're always going to do that, you know, if we always do that, then there's chances are it's mm -hmm. going to always feel like we're not living the way we should be or God's right. called us to be. But I so agree. I always I need that encouragement frequently as well. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jennifer said we had lots of sickness in November, December. I'm hoping to be healthy and stay on track for second semester. Good luck. Don't count on it. Uh, Christina said <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, everyone. Well, hey, let me that. say so. I was looking at the Jennifer. Brett Mueller, I like that last name. Um, you know, the thing, I think, again, it kind of betrays how we think. We think that this the sickness uh, uh, derails us. And really, I think we need to think of it as it's just part of God's lesson plan. You know, I mean, because you can control that. I mean, obviously, God wanted your kids to be sick, I guess, you know, or he could have stopped that. But maybe during November and December, you were right on track. It may not have been your track, but you were on it. You were behind. <coughs> um, and I think, again, you're not going to be able to stay on track, but but you're going to be, but your kids are going to be right where they're supposed to be, even if something else arises during this time, the next semester. Yeah. Uh, Christina said, I'm going to make a conscious effort to be less grouchy when we don't get everything accomplished on the school checklist. And that kind of goes in with that as well. But because, man, you're going to have a lot of opportunity to uh, to work on that because it's never going to go like tomorrow. Yeah, uh, the checklist <laughs> yeah. never is accomplished uh, yeah. perfectly. But, but it is a conscious thing. I mean, you yeah, really have to kind of battle that and just say, OK, I'm not I'm not. Nope, I'm not going to. You're doing it. No, nope, I'm going to stop, you know, and be OK with it. It's tough. Well, Lisa said, let my 17 year old daughter explore her architecture career goal. You know, I like that idea. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of homeschooling. Totally. Um, and it doesn't just have to start when you're 17. You know, it can start when you're 13 or 12. Um, and, you know, that idea of exploring isn't like you do school and then you tack on if they're if they have any energy left by the end of the day, then they can do those things. It really becomes how you homeschool so you know you, your daughter gets to spend her days looking at buildings and learning how to use a uh a, a, a t-square or a computer drawing program or you look up frank lloyd wright or some other famous person uh olmstead as a landscape architect you know and that becomes your school you know, the famous one that everyone knows, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe the national park system, I think. Oh, that's cool. You know, um, I'm a landscaper. 
Megan Hunt said, math on the computer instead of textbooks for three of the kids. Hopefully that's teaching textbooks. Maybe not. But uh, yeah, again, if you're needing to switch, there's a lot of people. And actually, I thought that was kind of interesting. I saw a couple people mention we switched curriculums, but we're going back to the one we loved. And I always thought that Mm -hmm. I I was interested by that of like, if you're loving it, why would you switch to something else you're not loving other than maybe just someone recommended something? And maybe that's a little bit of the grass is always greener. Uh, You know, maybe it's even better, you know, but uh, I just thought it was Mm -hmm. interesting. I, I would well, think, I think if you like it, stick with it. <laughs> but well, I know, but that's kind of the personality types we've talked. Early, you know, at the beginning of last year, uh, this past year, about the homeschool personality types. You can still take our test. That's what an owl does. That's one someone who's very thoughtful. They're constantly doubting themselves. They hear about someone else, somebody else's curriculum, and they think, oh, maybe that would be better. Um, but Rebecca, she was so smart. She said, I'm still asking the Holy Spirit. We changed up math finance just before Christmas break. What we tried just wasn't a good fit. So we're going back to what was. Um, I love that idea. You know, I like that. I guess just being able to be okay with going back, uh, you know, and not just keep stumbling down the wrong path. I will tell you uh, for husbands who might be a little cost conscious, if you could try to sell some of those programs, that you bought, we do like that. So just a little extra there. Jenny here said, not technically a homeschooling mom just yet, but teaching starts at birth, right? I'm anxiously awaiting the arrival of my first child who at this point could come anytime. Well, congratulations, hopefully it all goes well. Uh, that's awesome, I mean, I that is true, but just don't be stressing out about it or anything yet. Uh, you don't even have a born baby yet. So, you know, make sure you're not already planning everything out because it's not going to go perfectly as planned. So uh, as we were talking today at lunch, we were talking to my my two brothers who don't have kids. One of them's not even married yet, that they're going to write a parenting book here shortly because uh, they've got all the answers. So it's really easy before you get there to to, to have those. So, um, but no, that's awesome. You just set your standards and you bring them to the standard. Uh, yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> and you say, yes, mommy. And when they don't, you bring out the discipline and they will can do it right. And yeah. you're consistent every single time. Yeah. Megan here yeah, said, I'm whatever. praying for more opportunities to talk about our biblical worldviews. I sometimes am so focused on just getting schooled on that. I miss some really good opportunities. Uh, and I think that's a good reminder just for everyone. Uh, Cause I know that happens, you know, just for me. But during the busyness and the uh, chaos and everything else, it can be easy sometimes to miss those opportunities uh, for teaching moments, uh, good moments, you know, because of I got to get this done. This is more important, whatever. And and I mean, that you know, not necessarily even just going like, here's the apologetics on this, but just the those moments of sharing the gospel and the Bible with my my kids is something I definitely uh Definitely want to be good. Well, this is my last one. This is Christy. She said, my main focus is getting my youngest reading on her own competently. Reading has always been a struggle. And, you know, um, I hear this lots. I know lots of moms feel this way. And sometimes, you know, reading may not be easy for everybody. I, you know, if you listen to me read or Ben read, uh, we're not always real smooth as we read. Um, I've heard guys who are successful people and they read like, you know, the third graders, we don't want our kid, third graders to read like, and that's okay. Um, make sure we don't teach your, treat your children like they're broken. Um, again, just plug away a little bit. Don't overdo it. If they start to get frustrated, just let it go. Your daughter's going to, oh, well, it's your youngest. Your youngest is going to get it. You know, 
Um, and I know lots of moms, all of the moms feel this at time, times for those kids who seem like it's a struggle. They're just getting it when they're supposed to get it. Well, hey, let's stop there. Um, that's all the homeschooling I can think about. Um, tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, and I was talking to someone in Louisiana today. Wednesday in Louisiana is like the weekend. So, uh, you know, just kind of enjoy this long weekend. <laughs> and then maybe Monday would be a good time to start or maybe Tuesday. Um, but uh, uh, do whatever you have to do. If you need to change things up, change things up. If you need to, you know, you're in a good sweet spot, enjoy the sweet spot. If you're looking for a sweeter spot, just enjoy today. And of course, whether you're, you've started back to school or not, make sure you smile. Thank you for joining us for another week. It's great to be back. Also, we mentioned in the episode, but if you'd like to take the homeschooler personality test, go to thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. You can check out our free trial of their amazing math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, don't forget to smile.